Hi everyone, this is Heather Donaldson, and you're listening to The Road Less Traveled. In a special episode, my sister and I discuss what it is like to live during a global pandemic. What up, dude? Can you hear me? I sure can. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. I'm just not even going to try to be traditional podcast about this shit. Like, hi, like, welcome to fucking the Elizabeth experience and I'm talking to my sister like I'm so I am like I don't know if I've ever been I mean so like it's a pandemic it's a pandemic but I don't know if I've ever been so on tilt like in my fucking life I tell people like I've been saying oh by the way if you're listening to this and you have like I'm gonna warn you right now if you're easily offended or have kids in the room fucking run turn this shit off. <laughs> or let them listen it's a pandemic whatever yeah yeah it's a goes. pandemic time for your kids to learn how to swear but I um <laughs> I keep telling my friends because I've been saying like really vulgar stuff like my sailor mouth and I'm like it's military Elizabeth like like because I'm in I mean I don't know I guess oh my god did you hear that no that was another cha-ching oh Elizabeth let's talk about that for a minute Let's talk. So, okay. But wait, first I have oh, to wait, say wait, that I'm I'm, mil- I'm crisis Elizabeth, and crisis Elizabeth is basically like a marine. Like I'm literally like, like I'll say I don't even know what I said. Okay, this is so vulgar, but are you ready? This is really. It's funny because the last podcast episode that I did was uh, was like me reading a children's story, and this episode's so different. Also, because I haven't slept in like I don't know. I think I've slept like four hours a night for five days in a row, but um, I was like really pissed off about something and talking to a friend when I was making these mask deliveries and I was like annoyed with like, I don't know, humans. And I was like, blah, 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 like they can just jack off in a bag. (laughs) Okay, Elizabeth. I'm so. We're two minutes into this episode. I have to like lay some groundwork here. Fine, fine, fine. Fine. I'm literally ironing as we talk. Number one, I'm Heather, and uh, this is my sister Elizabeth. We have very similar voices sometimes. We do. We do. um, You know, figure it out. Figure it out. That may be confusing. Um, I am an ICU nurse. I live in the Sacramento Mm -hmm. area. Um, I have been um, working in a hospital that does have COVID positive patients. Yeah. Um, I work in an environment where I can directly interface with them without uh, releasing any private information. That's about all I can say, but I do sure. have to wear some pretty fancy equipment to take care of these patients. And so yeah. that's what I've been doing. Um, and my sister uh, is an artist in Nashville. She yeah. called an actress, a- director, wardrobe stylist, photographer. There we go. I think the last podcast we were talking about how, you were a freelance creative mm-hmm. and um, you know, Nashville just before this pandemic really hit experienced <laughs> tornado. A fucking tornado. A fucking to- <laughs> it's the end times, brah. Like, God. They experienced like, a tornado. Like where are the horses? It's not, it's not funny, but it kind of, it kind of is crazy. I, like you cannot make this shit up. And then, you can't. and then, uh, 
now they're currently in a, I, I mean, we're at a, in, I live in California, so this is a shelter in place order here. I don't know mm-hmm. what Nashville has. What does Nashville have? We have, and I don't know, I'm not like a political expert, but we have a safer at home. Safer which, at home. Which is basically like a, like a suggestion, not an order. Yeah. Safer at home's kind of low key. Like safer at home's kind of like, yo dude, like stay the fuck at home. But like, if you, if you out, you know, we're not going to arrest you. Yeah. Like we're not going to arrest you, but but we we might tell you that you should probably go home. Yeah. But it also, but also means that business is closed. Whereas before they weren't required to. Yeah. So a similar deal, like restaurants, bars are closed, right? Like non-essential businesses are closed. So what that means for you is that all of your work just basically fell out from under you. Like, yeah, the entertainment industry is shut down. It's there's no, this is traditionally the busiest season for me. Like the, this in the beginning of March and then April, May, and June, like literally April and May are the months that I, as a worker, whether it be acting or styling or photography, where I make the majority of the money for my whole entire year. Wow. And now I'm making minimum wage. And so, and so what did you do as, as events were unfolding? What was the first thing that you started to do? Uh, uh, I mean, have a nervous breakdown. I don't know. Um, question my question my life and and uh, make a cocktail out of the vodka that was supposed to be my hand sanitizer. I don't well, know. First um, of all, first of all, you were um, you were quarantined, right? As I recall. Yeah. Well, I I mean, it was like to be fair. Uh, by the way, to, to the listeners out there, I'm literally. I have an order. I'm like making an order of masks to drop off to donate to homeless people um, on a timeline. So if you hear ripping, that's me. Uh, Elizabeth's literally having... sewing this entire podcast. She will be sewing masks and we will get okay. to that story. We will get to that story. But first, okay. So first I was before everything, before shelter in place happens, I was, uh, I felt that I was symptomatic. Um, I hope that this ripping isn't like too intense. I think, I, I think it's perfect. I got a fucking rip. Like I like I don't have time to like I, I must be making masks all moments. But um, before the shelter in place order and before even before like I don't even think that there had been a state of emergency issued yet um in America. But but it was just sort of when shit was like really starting to hit the fan and things were really getting serious and like things were starting to go down in Italy and it was like, Oh fuck. Like y'all, this is fucking some real shit. Um, and I was symptomatic. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know if you know this. Uh, I had to miss my friend's funeral. I haven't talked about that. Yeah. You told me that. Yeah. I think I told you, I mean, I certainly didn't make it public cause I just, I didn't want to like fucking freak people out. And I also, I didn't, I was just like, there's a lot going on right now. Like, I don't, like, people don't need this. And I think, actually, you thought this was kind of a, like, a joke initially. And I actually got upset with you about that. Like, I Well, I mean, A, I I didn't necessarily think that coronavirus was a joke. I don't even know what I thought. It's hot, but. You didn't feel like it was an imminent threat. I didn't realize, I mean, I was definitely part of the school of thought that sort of thought like, yo, all like chill people. Like this isn't that fucking like shut all the fuck down. So you're right. And, but then also 
at first I was just like making a lot of comedy content because I was like, I think people need to laugh about this shit because otherwise we're going to cry. Like we will weep. But then it just hits funny because my creative partner and I, like we create a lot of comedy together and we had all these plans and ideas and it like, it's interesting how we both talked about how rapidly that devolved because you just kind of, I mean, especially now that I'm making masks, which I guess we can get to the details of that, but you just kind of, in my opinion, in a time of crisis, you just kind of have to fit, you have to like be as effective as you know how to be. And so as soon as I, as soon as I started making the mask, A, like I'm literally like getting so many orders, like it's crazy. Um, Wait, we're going to get to that. I'm going to keep you on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. So, I literally like have it. So, like, I'm so So Liv basically had a breakdown. Then she decided that she had well, to Well, I didn't go, have a like, breakdown. Well, well like... Like, okay, everybody had a little bit of a mini break. Well, yeah, everybody had a meltdown. That's true. So you had like a little mini meltdown while you were quarantining in your house. And then because I was self-secure. Wait, wait, let me, let me tell my, let me, let me say this. Okay. So I was self-quarantined because I was symptomatic. Um, And then I started to kind of be like, oh shit. Like, that's when I was kind of like, this is real. Like, I wouldn't have missed my friend's funeral if I thought that like, it wasn't real. You know what I mean? Um, And then and then I started to sort of be before everything shut down I was just I don't follow news heavily heavily but I follow it enough to stay informed um so I started looking at trends and patterns and like what was going on in other countries and what was happening and just sort of I don't know I consider that I have a pretty decent brain to like predict like I'm good at being able to like study information and make predictions based of based off of that information you can critically think yeah critically think I can. And I'm really good in a crisis. Like I actually, like, I sort of weirdly thrive in like crisis scenarios. Um, even though I sound like a crazy sailor, but, um, then I, I was like, okay, cool. Well, I expect that the U S is going to be put under lockdown. Like I'm sure that, you know, like the things that are happening in Italy and these other countries are probably going to happen here. So my, my industry shut down. I'm getting emails from my agent saying that there's going to be no gigs. And then like, you know, meanwhile, everybody else is like, Oh, this is going to go on for, I can't wait till like two weeks from now when I can wear my summer dress. And I'm like, yeah, like buckle the Posting fuck in. fashion pictures. Right. Like, and I don't think I'm, I'm like, from- I'm like at the hospital, like learning how to do like full fucking crazy hazmat PPE, like personal protective gear. And people are like posting fucking of like you know it's like I understand on one hand I have empathy for the fact that like people are doing what they need to do to feel like to just fucking not totally feel doom and gloom yeah no to me it just felt like people were just totally oblivious and like yeah some people I'm I'm just like yo dude you gotta pivot you gotta adapt like this is fucking like the whole world's changing sorry it has to happen so quickly this is not a fun change but like like, like the stock yourself. market is just like dwindling. I have like a retirement. Like nothing's ever going to be like the same. we have a. I have a pension, but like we also have a retirement. And I yeah. think I looked at it once, and I had lost like ten thousand dollars in one day. And I, was <laughs> like, and I don't even have much in there, like because it's like my backup to my backup, and like yeah. I haven't been working that long. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to look at this anymore. Yeah. Like, well, and I, I think I mean my viewpoint is that it's not like. I don't think that we're all fucked, but I think that if you, if you're trying to 
to plan a future based on the data of two weeks ago, that's not a good move. You have to like, no. you have to be like, okay, cool. The world is going into a rapid, massive change that's unavoidable. We're going to have massive changes in economy, culture, like everything. Like it's all, and it's like, it sucks. It's so painful that it's happening so fast, but it's just what the fuck is happening. So yeah. if you're trying to like, you know, like you just have to pivot. So I, like, I literally went online and I studied all these articles about like businesses that succeeded during the depression and like, um, I'm and like I also- research. I like grabbed my grandmother's nursing books and went through them. They're, they're like third or fourth editions. I'm like, how did they treat flu in this? I'm like researching the Spanish flu. I'm like, okay, we need to wear face masks. Like yeah. we need, to, like, I'm like talking to my mom and her quilt group. Like, and I'm saying, <laughs> Hey, how quickly can you get your, your project Linus who makes baby blankets for like little babies? Yeah. How quickly can you get them to, you know, turn out like homemade masks? Cause I think we're going to run out and like, yeah, you dude. know, I want to, I want to back up for every nurse in the hospital and like, and the, you know, the EVS people, the housekeeping what's services. EVS? Yeah, you got you can't not everybody listening to this podcast is a trained I just Heather I just clarified that housekeeping housekeeping the secretaries the lift teams all the other staff in the hospital we all know these masks right and I'm like we're gonna afford it like I'm trying to get to them and I'm like saying you know the CDC is like telling people like that they shouldn't you know, wear masks. And the only reason they did that was to protect, you know, to keep the supply for healthcare workers because they're anticipating a shortage. I'm yeah. like going on the CDC website, like researching that, like in depth, you know, like hardcore. Sure. sure. All I'm like researching studies. I'm like looking at all of the data, like trying to sort it all out and figure out how we're going to like, you know, figure this out in the hospital with like, you know, because the way that we, currently do things is using a lot of disposable things that we may run out of so we're like troubleshoot all of this right absolutely and i you have like 30 seconds to fucking troubleshoot your whole life it's yeah exactly crazy what we're doing is like insane at the hospital and so like you know i'm doing all this i'm telling my friends like wear a mask i'm telling my parents you know wear a mask like Mm -hmm. when you go to the grocery store or when you go to the post office and I'm getting all this resistance from people. I, people are assholes about it. Like people I'm like, they're, they're like, me on oh, Facebook. They're like, fuck you and your mask. Like these yeah, don't work. Like, and I'm like, homemade mask. They're like, a homemade mask doesn't work. I'm having nurses like ask me these questions. And I'm like, oh my God, like you guys. And so I'm trying to say like an N95 is better than a surgical mask, which is better than a homemade mask. But if you have no other option, a homemade mask will provide you protection. You can also use it over your N95 to protect. I mean, like we're coming up with all of these things. And And also like, I mean, we should, we can get to that in a second, but like I spent the whole entire weekend, like, like making circular rounds, disinfecting a grocery store. Like, yeah. So everyone needs to wear a mask when they're out. So Elizabeth in this whole pandemic has decided, and I'll let you tell your version of the story. Well, I decided. it was like she needed to secure some work and that like grocery stores were hiring. And so she went, to I also wanted to be in a neighborhood. Employee. Like, to be honest, like part of it was like, because, okay, this is what happened is like, obviously my industry shut down. So they're like, there wasn't any work. And I was like, I need to troubleshoot. Like I need to sure there's like aid and there's a lot of things and, you know, like there's things that I could apply for and that's valid. And, you know, if you need to apply for that stuff, you should, um, 
I just sort of like my mind instantly went into like just crisis mode. I mean, not in a bad way, but in a good way. And I was like, okay, like I want to prepare for the worst. Um, the ripping, the ripping is so good. It's so good. It's, the ripping is like such a great background. <laughs> <laughs> I just ripped hella strips, dude. Um, and these are my mask ties. Um, but you know that you're like doing shit fast when you're like ripping the strips. Like I'm like, yeah. I don't have time to cut this. Like I gotta rip this off. But <laughs> I, I just, I had people who were like, you could do consulting and you could like run people's Instagram pages and like, no one is going to hire somebody to do their like Instagram page right now. Like, and, well, and you don't have that kind of money right it, now. Exactly. <laughs> and well, and it's like, you know, there are people who have money. Like there are, there's definitely people who, who still exist who like are working. I have friends who have their jobs and they're doing great. I have some friends who are really busy and all that's awesome. Yeah. But I, um, I just sort of like, I was like, okay, this is intense. I also had the thought, like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be allowed to leave my home. And I, and I was paying attention to Italy and I was like, okay, well in Italy, they can't even leave their home and it's super intense. And in Spain. So I was, I just wanted to secure some form of income and freedom, like as quickly as I could. And so I was like, cool, well, like grocery stores are an essential market. Um, and if I'm, if I like secure a job, which I don't even know if I've secured a job at a grocery store, I did work over the weekend, but like, if I'm going to be continuing that, we'll see, but at least I have my mask, but Mm -hmm. I just, I have two stores that are walking distance from my house. And I was just like, if shit really gets crazy and then like, I want to secure this now. And even if I were able to do something, I just figured that like, it was better to sort of, um, like put my own life mask on first, like instead of trying to come up with a, with a successful business plan for the pandemic, I figured that the intelligent thing to do was like to immediately kind of like, it's like when someone gets shot, like you don't, you're not going to do some complicated surgery out on the street. The very first thing that you're going to do is like, stop the bleeding. So mm-hmm. that for me, it was like, okay, grocery store, stop the bleeding. Like as soon as I stop the bleeding, then I can go do surgery. And so for me, like, figuring out the totality of a new plan is like surgery, but the first step is stop the bleeding. So I just want to love that you have this like really, really, really complex metaphor. It's true. It's true. Well, I haven't was going down. You had to make some quick decisions. I did. And so my quick decision was like, I was like, I'm going to be a fucking essential employee, bitch. Like I'm going to (laughs) fucking like sign me up. And it was nice, dude. I've never been so happy. I think everybody like the other people at Aldi were like, man, when do I get to go home? And I was like, you were like, I love sanitizing. Dude, I like (laughs) fell in love with the grocery store. I was literally like at the end of my last day or like on Sunday, I was like, flipping all the cans of beans or whatever around so they all looked uniform and I was like man like I love groceries like (laughs) food is I mean I was also very tired but I was like food is such an important part of our culture like oh there's such beauty in this store (laughs) (laughs) that's truly how I felt I also was really excited pandemic she gone crazy because of pandemic (laughs) but but I also was like it was, I'd been quarantined. I'd been self-isolated for a week and then like under mandatory, like, you know, safer at home for a week. So I was so excited to be around other humans. And there were like little kids in the grocery store. And I was like, oh, humanity. I love mankind. You know, it was, yeah. 
I was fucking awesome. loving life. I loved fucking so, life. So cut to cut to cut to like my mom is like getting her quilt group like yeah. together. They're trying to make like masks that are all uniform and like there's she makes an instructional video. She sends it to you. Yeah. You're hearing like what's going on with me. You're, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm 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 in the mask bandwagon like i'm like yeah. yep yep i believe in this movement like everyone should wear a mask let's do this yeah and she's elizabeth's like getting her sewing machine which she already has because she used to make like clothes and stuff. i used to have a clothing line bitches i'm fucking i am prepared for the apocalypse yeah I got rollerblades i got a bicycle i got a sewing machine i got a gun, two un- weeks. gun under your bed well don't tell anyone well i guess <laughs> i guess everybody knows now i don't even think mommy knows that maybe she probably does but <laughs> shit i know it's probably bad oh well whatever whatever fuck. dude like it's a lot we in the south she lives in tennessee i mean fuck i might well, get you... under mine the way things are going i mean i i think it's like i mean just on the side note of guns because i feel the need to like <laughs> I I've, I'm I know how to shoot a gun. I've taken like you know I've trained. It's gun is a big responsibility. It's very important to be safe with it um, and to not be irresponsible. But in, absolutely. But like yeah, if it's a global pandemic, like fucking, I'm gonna protect myself. Like I'm gonna be prepared to protect myself. It is better. So anyway, Elizabeth's like, I am gonna start making masks and mask protect production because you had like a lot of fabric probably there i had a ton well because at first i was just like oh cool like i'm just gonna i'm gonna make these like i just wanted to make some to donate to hospitals that was like my very first thought is like i want to be part of this and i want to help and then i made um and oh also my roommate's a flight attendant um so she she came up this was like a couple days ago this was like right in the grocery store it was like I had already kind of started to set things up and think that I wanted to make a mask I was just gonna make them for everyone at work originally I was like cool I'm gonna make a set for everybody at work and then start like making them to donate at, the, at hospitals and donate to homeless people and blah 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 and then my roommate is a flight attendant and like they they were not being provided with masks it was it's really stressful she was about to take a trip to new york like her and all of her flight attendant friends were like oh, wow we're freaking out they you know two flight attendants had there were reports i don't know that two flight attendants had died like they're very high risk like it's super oh intense. absolutely and absolutely. my roommate's a super cool girl like she's very positive and she's like literally i love my roommate i love her so freaking much she's amazing um but she um it was scary and so I stayed up all night like I worked at Aldi sanitizing making what did I call it my journey of sanitation like literally going around the store in circles for eight hours uh cleaning door handles and like refrigerators and cleaning surfaces and sanitizing everything over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again for eight hours um and then I came home and made as many masks as I could so that my roommate um, and her friends could have a mask to wear when they were flying and out and about in the airport because the airport's intense. And, um, and then I just wanted to like take a picture. I made a sunflower one and I was like, Oh, I'm going to like take a picture of this and like, you know, make it cool to wear a mask. And like, you know, yeah, cause you and I both observed that masks seemed like they looked a little scary. Yeah. Especially the, the medical one. Her quilt group are making masks out of like the, this cute quilt fabric. And it's yeah. like, everybody wants one. You yeah. Know? 
it's well they are the the medical the blue ones are like kind of in, you know and that's i think one of the reasons that people aren't wearing masks is that they look creepy and they make everybody feel like we're dying and so like i was just like cool let me like let me see if i can make this fashion let me see if i can make it cool and i wanted to encourage people to to do masks and then i thought you know um my friends probably need masks and like i probably know some people who could use some masks so i might as well like sell these for a little bit of money um not even a lot dude like i'm they're like very fucking cheap but um but i was like i'll sell them for a little yeah, bit yeah i mean then... a lot of work goes into these masks there's a they're, lot of... yeah they're not fast they're not like some I mean, I'm making a simple, basic model, but they're still, they're hand-sewn. You can hear me, like, ripping the strips. Like, you have to iron. I'm making a product that's, like, durable. I also decided to forego, like, some people make them and attach plastic, but plastic is less durable. And it also, for the nurses, um, it's rubbing their ears raw. Um, yeah. So I just, you know, I want to make a good product that, that's, that people can use and wash and that it lasts. So... Anyway, so I started making the masks and then I, and then I just threw something up thinking that like, I thought I would have like 10 friends who'd be like, yeah, I want to buy a mask. And then I would like make the mask and donate one. And then, um, yeah, I feel like a couple of days ago, you posted on your Instagram, like DM me if you want a mask, like there's some yeah. or something. And yeah, I was like, okay, like this is this low key. And then, um, I, I think I'm up to like 150 orders or something crazy like that. Like it's, I had to hire, I have my quarantine friend who's, she's the only person that I'm, that I've, we've made a pact early on that like, you know, we're both practicing social distancing, but we both are like quarantine buddies so we can interact. But we do like, you know, we wash our hands and we try to stay away from each other. And she's like six feet away from the ironing. But um, I think that's perfectly okay. Dude, it's fine. And, and like, I know that I can like trust my her. Your family member, basically. Exactly. And she's healthy. And like, and I, I know, like, I know that I can trust her to not be an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know that she's not like, not that you have to be an idiot to get this. thing. That's not what we're saying. But no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, but I just we're all I at risk. Observed... We're all at risk. You still have to like live your life. You know, I mean, it's, with well, your... yeah. But but I guess what I mean is that some people are being distinctly irresponsible. You know what I mean? Like, and that makes me mad. Like, some people are just they're not practicing social distancing. There, and I I observed it when I was at the grocery store, dude. Like, people were like literally fucking like on the phone with their friends, sticking their head inside the refrigerator like breathing all over the fucking meat like hey like joe like what do you want like the blank steak or do you want the fucking i don't know like pick up the meat fucking hold it right next to their mouth like breathe on it touch it lean some there was a dude i had like just wiped down like this freezer by the checkout and some dude was literally sitting his no underwear ass like sitting (laughs) on the fucking freezer and I was like, Ew. yeah, with his fucking ass crack hanging out. And I was like, hey, dude, like, <laughs> we're trying to keep things clean around here. <laughs> I was pretty chill in my mind, like inside of me. I was like, get your ass off the freezer, you fuck. Like that was like the internal <laughs> monologue. But then the external comment was like, <laughs> it was like, excuse me, sir. Yeah, the external comment trying to was keep like, things around here. Yeah, hey, hey, like we're, can you like we're trying to keep things clean. <laughs> get your ass, get your your ass 
asshole off the fucking quiches, brah. Like, get him off. <laughs> Do you even quiche? Yeah. So get your ass off our quiche, brah. So now, so how long hours do you think you spent yesterday? So yesterday you set up an Etsy shop. Right? I set up an Etsy shop. And then it's like every time when you have an Etsy shop, every time you make an order, it makes this little cha-ching sound. And like, so Sally and I were like sitting there, like making these and like every, it was like every 15 minutes, it was like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And we were both like, I, I had a mixture of like excitement, pride. Like we were both like dancing around the room being like, we made an apocalypse business. Like, we were like, we're apocalypse bitches. Like we were really but also I was like, oh my God, like, do I need to hire more people? Like, cause for every mask I make, I have to make a donation. So it's like, and it's, you have to be ethical about that. Like you can't just be like, oh, let me make all these orders. Like I'm like, so what I'll do if it gets too much, I mean, I have my roommate who could help, but I can also just stop if, if I have to be like your orders, you could just yeah. like, like, like release a bundle and when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I can get Elizabeth to the point where trying I'm trying to like, figure out her business as things are happening because there's so much things are happening happen. on the ground. I mean, listen, on the ground, on the front is, lines, <laughs> on the front lines of mass making, like, is this lucrative? No, I'm making like, I don't know. I'm making $9 an hour. I'm maybe I'm making $6 an hour. Like I bought, I spent money on fabric, but it's a, it's good. To have she's working to a lot of hours. <laughs> Dude, I'm working 12 hours. I literally wake up in the morning, like, like literally, like I've worked, I've probably between Aldi and mask making, um, since Saturday, I don't need, I've, I've literally probably been averaging like 12 hours of work a day. I mean, which is crazy. It's funny too, because it's not even like you'd think that it's like, I'm rich, I'm working 12 hours a day, but they're like low paid. Like I, you know, it's just humbling. Like I think my very last podcast I, on, on like feels with experience, it's like, I do these weekly updates and I hadn't done it for a really long time. Cause I got busy and like, I didn't, you know, my assistant wasn't working for me anymore and I wasn't focused on the podcast. And, um, and so I wasn't doing the weekly updates, but the last weekly update I did was in like September. And it's so ironic. Cause if you listen to it, it's like, yeah, I was like styling a Dolly Parton video. And like, it seems so glamorous and like, you know, <laughs> You go from like being a stylist on music videos with fucking legends and you're making like $50 an hour. And now I'm like, you know, ripping fabric to make math, but fucking shit, dude, you gotta do what the fuck you gotta do. Like it's there's pandemic, just no pandemic, pandemic, it's a pandemic. I'm just like, like, I'm not, I mean, I'm going to make like a, a post, but I, you know, I mean, it's, it's like humbling. It's humbling to be working at a grocery store like it's yeah but i'm just like people but in a do... good way right i mean that's dude i was proud i was fucking like had tears of pride like i was like you know what dude like i don't know like some people are in situations where they have a job and they don't have to do that but i also was like i don't want to like i have an able body i'm healthy like i i'm not if i get infected with this like i'm not gonna die most likely you know so like, I'm lucky that I can even work in an environment like this because not everybody has that option. And so I'm just grateful. I'm just, like, legitimately fucking grateful that I have that option. And so I, it's just, it's not, I just feel like it's not a time to, like, be cool. Like, if you're, if you're no. trying to, like, be cool or flex on social or, like, act like everything's flex on okay. Social. 
but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, yo, dude, like nobody's judging you that you're not fucking like killing it as an entrepreneur during a fucking pandemic. Like just, no, like, <laughs> like this is a global crisis. We're like, just this, trying to stay alive. Right. Like this is the world war three that we didn't know we were going to get. Like whatever you need to do, like, you know, like anyone who's judging anyone I mean don't be an asshole and try not to become an alcoholic but like you know like yeah just like support your community you know yeah like like support your friends yeah but like it's just and you know what who's who's worse off than you are you know reach out make sure everything's okay yeah like my my one of my friends hired me to paint her cabinets you know like and that helped that like really helped me I was like able to buy groceries that week and like you know I if, and if you have a business, like my friend also was like, my friend who hired me to paint her cabinets was like, I feel like guilty. She was like, I kind of feel like I have survivor's guilt because like, I, I have a job and I'm so excited and my job's stable. And I was like, listen, dude, like every person who has a job makes me feel more stable. So yeah. don't feel guilty. Like, you know, you don't have to feel bad that like you're, that you have something and you're making it like I'm, I'm happy for every single person who's making it. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're killing it and your business has never done better because of whatever service you offered is sort of uniquely useful in this time, then that's good for you. Because it means that your business was like an essential part of this, you know, this, this community. And so that's great. You know, I mean, I, I am a healthcare provider. I'm an, you know, critical care nurse. And so you know, I have a job. I very much have a job and, totally. you know, and it makes me feel good that I have a job. It's nice to be able to work and it's nice to be able to have the skills to be able to help people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, feels good. You know, you know, what a crazy time. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, what crazy time. I know Sally and I were like laughing. She was ironing. We were both just like, who would have fucking thought that this was going to be our life, that, that we were going to be sitting you like in my room making face masks for like no money, you know, for no money, but so excited to make that, you know, whatever, however much money that we were making per hour, which I'm guessing is literally like minimum wage or like, it's probably less than minimum wage, It's probably less than minimum wage, but we're both like, I'm like, at least I've got income. Like, you know, that shit's real when you're like, when you're crunching numbers on like, well, if I make $5 an hour and I work 80 hours, then like, <laughs> you know, that's still like, I think that I could survive on that. <laughs> you know, shit's real when that's going down, but you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm happy to be of service. It's like all I want to be in a time like this. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like I know there's people who are, they're concerned because they have dream. I mean, fuck it was really real for me like I've been so busy that I haven't really had time to like grieve it too much but like I I told my friend last night this is how I put it and I was like damn I put that really well like I fucking sacrificed everything in my whole life to pursue my dream and I literally had made it like I had literally like I I I was a working creative professional and that is how I paid my bills and and it was the first like for the past year I was like making good money like I was like you know very successful and really making it and the few I had two movies coming out this year and like everything was fucking great and I had this whole plan and it was all amazing and then it sort of just like ripped out from under you but fuck man like you just got to pivot if you have to and I think it'll all come back you know like pandemic pandemic 
pandemic. Pandemic, but it's also weird, dude. It was the weirdest experience. I was on like another podcast. Um, and it was like, I was so ready on that podcast to have this conversation that we're having right now. Like I was ready to just fucking like not be humble and talk about my experience as a grocery store. Like the podcast is all about like actors and directors and like, and, and, and it was really nice. And the guy was nice, but I was just ready to be like, yo, dude, it's a pandemic. And like, I'm fucked right now. And like, I don't even know like what my life is. But instead we were talking about like, what movies do you have coming up and blah 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 and like so you're acting like, like everything was even normal. happening I, it was so weird but it but the one question that he that he asked and my answer which I think is like you know worth stating is he was like well what's the biggest challenge that you have in all this and I was like well the biggest challenge is that everything that seemed relevant to me is not relevant anymore yeah like every joke like for instance I was writing a script Sally and I were writing a script. We were super excited. We were going to film it in March. Um, we were almost done. The script was like literally probably needed like one more half day of writing. Um, and who knows, maybe it's still a script worth fucking sending worth worth doing. But I was like, this was like my next project. And I was so hype about it. And it's about like a guy who ghosts a girl. Um, and then the girls kidnap him. And it's a funny, it's a comedy. It's called ghosted. And it's a play on fucking being ghosted. And then I just thought about it and I was like, sure, could I use this time, this fucking pandemic time to like finish my scripts? Sure. But like that joke's not even relevant anymore. Yeah. Like, it's who like, cares? who even cares? Like, like our, yeah, like our whole culture is just totally different now. And so like everything that seems Which I think funny... is actually, I know this is like a very tragic thing in many ways, but I do sure. think that there, are, for sure. there, there are some things that we're learning about you know, our, ourselves during this time and like our, our own priorities. And, and maybe now we're like readjusting priorities and, and, you know, that's a good thing. Sure. Uh, And I think we had taken some things for granted and 100% definitely showing us that like, you know, you shouldn't take things for granted. I kind of think that we were acting like spoiled children. We were. And I think yeah. everybody was sort of guilty of that. We all Dude. had, you know, a lot of privilege, especially in the United States. I yep. mean, entitled uh, as fuck. Like, man, yeah. like, we're not like, well, when you're not threatened, when your survival isn't really threatened, like, sometimes you just, your game becomes like, let's fucking complain about like, you know, this and that and the service at Starbucks and like, you know, yeah, everything we're not even... Like- customer service and it was like let me talk to your manager kind of thing you know yeah and I think that we're learning that some of those things don't help us as much as we think they do yes so you know uh a lot of things are going to change and yeah you know we're some people are are not going to make it through this and that is very unfortunate but sure you know we are Ah, sorry ow fuck fuck shit (laughs) I just burned my finger. Ow. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's well, when you're ironing, there's like steam. You have to have yeah. a steamy iron. And when you're ironing the bias tape, you like have to, um, you, ha- you have to like hold your finger. It's just like you're, I remember like Sally yesterday was coming to help me. And I was like, listen, dude, you're going to burn your finger a couple times. So just like, it's going to happen. So I just want you to know that right now. Like you're going to burn your finger. Elizabeth is literally working in a sweatshop right now. It's awesome. (laughs) 
She's an entrepreneur, a pandemic entrepreneur. A, well, a pandemicpreneur. Anyway, I feel like we should wrap this up because you guys. We should. We should. Back. Next episode, I can talk about like how not to fucking be thirsty in a girl's DMs. <laughs> God, that's a whole other fucking. I mean, yeah. that's a topic for another episode, but maybe that should be the next episode. It's just the foolery, the foolery that's going on. The foolery. Because that's exactly what it is. Like, I'm just like, do not fuck with me during a pandemic, brah. Like, don't. <laughs> do not fuck with me. And, like, if you're some weird stranger, I've been getting these messages that are like, hello, baby, I love you, you're beautiful. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You're like, what are you even doing right now? Like, like what reality like this, do you live in? I know. Like, this, was nev- <laughs> this was never cute. Like, this already. Like, it's like everything that pissed me off a little bit pre-pandemic pisses me off a lot a lot like like now that it's like pandemic I'm just like I did I turned into military Elizabeth and military Elizabeth is like a marine like it's like <laughs> you already said that you well I want to say it again get back to your mask I gotta go all right, all right peace out <laughs> everyone everybody be safe wash your hands wear a mask wash your hands and wear a mask fuckers we love bye. you <laughs> stay alive bye, bye.